A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. Are you counting down the days to retirement? Well, that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. Welcome once again to the podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Searles. We've got a list of priorities to keep in mind as you count down the days to retirement on today's show. And it doesn't matter how many days you're counting down. Maybe maybe you're down in the single digits. Uh, maybe you've got hundreds or, uh, I don't know, Scott, I guess I've got thousands of days still left before I retire, but I can still <laughs> count down those days, right? Like there's no rule about counting down the days and what 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 is appropriate and what's not right you know what they say that the sooner you start the better right That's so right. exactly you know you start counting early you can start preparing early just like it. with anything else i love it exactly uh, if you are new to the show, Scott is a financial advisor and the president of Skybox Financial Group, based in the greater Cleveland area, but also with an office down in Bradenton, Florida, when he wants to get some sand between his toes. And uh, you can find us online at skyboxfinancialgroup.com. And uh, here on the Retirement Toolbox, we try to help you out with helpful tips, advice, and guidance about the financial world and retirement planning. So we have seven of these tips that we're going to cover on today's show. We also have a good mailbag question from one of our listeners at as well. Uh, we're going to be taking a question from Jack at the end of today's show, so stick around for that, because Jack's wondering about retiring in three years. So he's in the uh, the, the less than a 1,000 countdown to retirement, and yes. uh, he's got almost a million in his 401k, so he's also got some debt he's dealing with, wondering how to balance all of those things. So I look forward to that question later on in today's show as well. Uh, but let's dive into these seven tips or these seven things to look at as you count down the days to retirement. We'll call this a list of priorities, Scott. Okay. Uh, first one on the list is to get healthy and stay healthy. And again, whether you're a day away from retirement or thousands, that's pretty good advice for any time, right? Yeah, no matter how old you are, you always want to be healthy, right? I say this all the time, and I, I see both ends of the spectrum. And when when you're looking to do retirement planning, we're planning on you living into your 90s because, of course, we want to be make sure we're prepared for anything. And a big part of that is simply just living a healthy lifestyle, exercising, you know, keeping a healthy diet, you know, and getting in a routine of of doing all these healthy good habits. Because the reality is, we could do the world's best job at financial planning. But if you're not able to enjoy it because you're sick, then you know, you've worked your whole life accumulating all this money. The last thing you want to be is not be able to do the things you want because you're unhealthy in retirement. I've had some family members over the years tell me, you know, I'll get healthy when I retire. Like I'll worry about exercise or eating healthy or whatever the case may be once I retire. I just, I don't have the time to worry about it right now. And I'm like, you know what? I try to point out the the flaw in that thinking of you've worked, you're working really hard so that you can enjoy your retirement. But if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to make it there. Or by the time you do make it there, you're going to have suffered some sort of life altering issue. And you, get, you need to get healthy now, build it into your lifestyle now while you're building up toward retirement so that you can retire healthy and not have to spend the first couple of years of your retirement getting healthy. Like, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Right. And, and you know, it's the thing, too, is that 
you know, it's just good to be healthy, no matter what age you are. And when you're medical advances has allowed us to extend our life. We're living longer than ever, and that continues to go up year after year after year. And, you know, we we figure out a lot of things. We, you know, we can get knee replacements now, and, you know, heart surgeries are just commonplace, and all these things to allow us to get healthy. But we want to try to avoid getting in that spot. Now, like, you know, knees, I mean... You know, that, that, that's something that's very hard to avoid because you can't really do much for them when they start wearing down. But, you know, you, you just need to live that healthy lifestyle, exercise, and eat healthy. That is the uh, magic formula for sure. Even just doing some of the basic things will keep you healthy, and it's going to save you money. The healthier you are, typically, you're going to save a lot more money when it comes to uh, medical expenses and those kinds of things. An investment, That's a good point, too. Investment in a treadmill or something like that or a gym membership uh, will save you a lot of money in the long run if you utilize it. So keep those things in mind. All right, priority number two, determine what you want to do with all your free time in retirement. Now, if you didn't follow priority number one, then that's probably going to be getting healthy your first couple of years of retirement. Right, right, but yeah. If, we if follow it's one of your priority, family members. Right. If uh, we follow priority number one at least a little bit, we've got lots of other free time to then account for in retirement. And this is so important, Scott, right, because uh, sometimes it's a problem. People all of a sudden have all this free time and don't know what to do with themselves. Well, I always make a joke when I have uh, have a married couple in my office, and I said, you know, I'll say, you know, what about if you get sick of each other? You know, <laughs> you got to figure out something to do in your spare time. But it's more and more common. I tell people, before you retire, you need to think about these things, because if you want to take big trips and travel more, you want to start you know, doing a hobby more, you want to volunteer more, whatever the case may be, a lot of those activities will affect the amount of money you're going to need in retirement too. So that's something to think about because if you say, hey, we want to you know, travel, I'll build that into the budget and say, okay, well, we've got X amount of dollars set aside for travel every year. How does your financial plan work then if you spend $10,000 a year in travel, for instance, in your retirement? But if you want, you want to actually start you know, a hobby. You might have to invest in that hobby. So these are all things that you've worked for your whole life, you know, 40 plus years, 50 years in some cases. And now it's a big change when you get in retirement. All of a sudden you wake up in the morning, you have nothing to do. You're not on the clock. There's, there's nothing that you, and nowhere you need to be or nothing you need to do so that there is an adjustment. It's a shock for a lot of people. So planning out things that you want to do Maybe when you first retire, taking that trip. Maybe, you know, if you always wanted to go out west, renting that RV and going out west, whatever the case may be, plan it ahead of time because it's going to make that transition a lot easier. Great point, Scott. Absolutely. So two tips or two priorities so far, get healthy, stay healthy, and determine what you're going to do with that free time. Another good one would be to start thinking about a post-retirement career. So that's how people choose to spend their time sometimes in retirement. I mean, this is something that would have barely been talked about years ago, Scott, but now pretty commonplace, right? Yeah, I see it. I see it more and more with people that come in. And and sometimes it's simply just, hey, I just want to, instead of going 40 hours a week, 50, 60 hours a week, cranking all day long, I just want to do something that's less stressful, that I don't need to use my mind as much, but it still occupies your time. And that directly relates to number two, too. Sometimes people just simply want to do something 
because they're bored, because they want to get out of the house. They they want to, you know, just get a little part-time job, give them some spending money working at the Home Depot. That's what my dad did. He worked at the Home Depot and he would just, he loved interacting with the people and, you know, he knew, you know, home improvement stuff because he'd been doing it his whole life and he enjoyed doing that. It was something he just enjoyed doing. And some people, though, do have to go back to work maybe to get a little extra cash flow in their retirement. And that's a consideration, too, when we work out that plan saying, hey, you know what, we might be a little bit short every month in order to make sure that your money's going to last your whole life. So if you just get that grand a month or something, working a part-time job, it, it may accomplish a couple things. It may allow you to have that little extra money in retirement, and it also may help you occupy your free time. Great points there, too. I think that's so huge. And I've uh, been talking to some of my – keep bringing up my family members here, but I got a lot of people hitting <laughs> that retirement age right now, Scott, in my family. Right. And so they're all turning to me for advice and guidance because, you know, I slept at a Holiday Inn last night and can uh, – Holiday Inn Express and can, you know, be a financial advisor off the yes. off the air to yeah. them. Um, so that's, that's one Hopefully that I'm you've seeing. learned a lot on our podcast. Yeah, I, you've taught me a lot, Scott. You've taught me a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm at least able to point them into the right uh, direction of thinking, if not, uh, you know, I'm not picking investments for anybody exactly, but, uh, you know, at least help people think and ask the right questions at this point. Yep. Um, so anyway, lots of people are considering that post-retirement career. Interesting. Some people want to establish something that they can carry through retirement, like for as long as they can, truly that re- career. Others are just like, you know what? I'm just tired and fed up of my current job. I just need a bridge. I just want something where mm-hmm. I can have a little bit extra income for my first year or two of retirement, and then I'll fully step away. I just want a little bridge job uh, to help kind of make the transition out. I'm not ready to fully cut off that paycheck, um, and which that I find interesting, kind of, too. Yeah, it leads into number one, too. You have to be healthy to be able to do that, too. So you know, all, a lot of these interact together. I mean, when you retire, if you're healthy – you can do that little part-time job, but you know if, if you're not feeling well all the time, you may not be able to do that. So yeah. they all kind of interact together. The one, uh, one family member is uh, by, by establishing a post-retirement part-time career, it allowed them to bump up the date of their retirement for their, you know, for their long-term career. So they mm-hmm. will be able to exit the job that they don't like as much earlier, even though they're not truly retiring. Because just financially, they're going to have some additional income coming in that the original plan didn't have. And so right. they were able to still their, – their true actual retirement date of where I'm no longer doing any work is now longer. But their I'm quitting the job that I don't want to be doing has moved up. So it's a nice trade-off for them to be able to have that light at the end of the tunnel but still make the financial plan work. And I know that's the kind of stuff you're talking about with people every day when they come into the office. Yeah, that's a perfect example because when, when – you know, like I mentioned before, it's a lifestyle change. So you, you need to think about this. You need to think about, as the saying goes, there's a bunch of different ways to skin the cat. So uh, some people even stay with their same job, with their same company, but simply just reduce their workload or reduce their position um, so that they can, you know, just kind of slow it down a little bit. Great points. Uh, By the way, if you have any questions for Scott, you can get in touch by calling 888-742-0111 if you want to go through the kind of planning that we're talking about on today's show. That's 888-742-0111. Or you can go online to talktoscott.com. That's talktoscott.com. And schedule time to meet right there from your smartphone or computer at a time that's convenient for you. And we'll link to those things in the description of today's show. And you can get your own Worry-free retirement blueprint by going through the planning process. 
All right. Uh, priority number four, take advantage of opportunities to save more. One nice thing that the government's done for us, Scott, has been to put into some opportunities as we get older to play a little catch up if we need to. Yeah. I mean, the government realized that, you know, now that saving for your retirement is totally your responsibility. It's not your grandfather's retirement. So there's, you know, there most people don't have pension plans and Social Security is their only source of income. Now you need to worry about saving your own money to be able to spend in retirement. So a lot of people were behind the ball. So the government said, hey, we, we have these new things. And they did this years ago, catch-up provisions. So once you get over age 50, you can put an extra $1,000 into an IRA or Roth IRA. So from six to seven this year. And even in your 401k, you can put an extra $6,500 in. So you can go from $20,500 to $27,000. So you can start to save more. And the government now allows you to be able to put more in. But you also, it works well for a lot of people because when you get closer to retirement, you've usually, you know, in most cases, you've got the kids are out, out, out of the house, college has been paid for, you might have your house paid off. So it's a time when you can start to save more too. So it kind of works out well. They allow you to put more into your retirement plans. And it's at a time when you probably have more spendable income. It, it's probably your peak earning years. So you're making more money than you ever have before. Your expenses are dropping and it's time to start to save more. Now there's always going to be that balance. I'm not saying everybody should be throwing all their money into their retirement plans. You know, there's that balance of, you know, should we be doing IRA? Should we be doing Roth? Should we just be putting it in a taxable brokerage account? So there's always a balance between all those things. But it's important that you realize that as you get closer to retirement, it may be a little bit easier for you to save money. Yeah, that's a great point too. Um, and I, I love going through these different priorities here because you really start to get the scope of what retirement planning really looks like. All these different layers and moving pieces, we've got to account mm -hmm. for these different things. Let's talk about debt a little bit. And you might disagree or push back a little bit on this one, Scott. I don't know, but uh, it could be a priority to try and you know make sure that you retire debt-free. Do you put that pretty high up on the list of important items? Well, you know, ideally, Walter, I would love to have my clients enter retirement without having any debt. Because one of the, the biggest things is it allows you to have, you know, need less income in retirement. If you don't have that mortgage payment of $1,000 a month, then, you know, you need, with that's all paid off, you can actually live on $1,000 less every month, which allows your savings to last longer, which allows that money to stretch out longer. Where it gets tricky is when you're getting really close to retirement and you still have a great deal of debt, you know, how do you handle that? And that's where it starts to get a little trickier. Do you just pay it off or whatever the case may be? But ideally, being debt-free in retirement is something that I like uh, because I think it'll allow your money to last longer. So in those years counting down to retirement while you're still working, again, when we talked about there's that balance between saving more in your retirement plans or whatever, Maybe in your case, you should be putting more down towards your debt to get rid of that before you get to retirement. So it's one of those things you want to, you know, like you said, you know, the earlier you plan, the better, because the earlier you start that debt reduction plan, the easier it is for you to get rid of it before you get to retirement. 
Again, we're talking about these priorities as you count down the days to retirement, no matter your timeline. If you've got that on your mind, then this is a good list of priorities to be thinking about. Something else we can do is to reduce uh, reduce the risk in our portfolios as we get closer and closer to retirement. How you go about doing that is where the big question mark comes in, right? Yeah, it gets tricky. And when when you're when you're working and, and you're working, like I said, forty plus years, you're in the accumulation phase of your financial plan. You're starting to you're saving as much money as you can. You're throwing it in a retirement account or wherever you're putting it. You're letting you know the markets grow that money for you or whatever the case may be. And you're usually taking more risk because it doesn't matter. You're not going to touch that money for 20 years or whatever. So you can handle market volatility, you can handle the fluctuations and you can try to get as much growth as you possibly can. But when you get closer to retirement, it changes investing becomes much more difficult. You have to worry about taxes, estate planning, long-term care. There's all these things you didn't have to worry about when you're working and you're accumulating and saving that money. So one of the things as as you kind of get to that top of the mountain, I like to say, and you're starting to head downhill into your retirement, is you need to adjust the way that portfolio is invested. Because most people, like I said, in that 401k, you're just trying to get as much growth. You don't want to go all the way up to your retirement because Murphy's Law says that recession or that market drop is going to happen six months before you retire. And then you'll be like, oh, can I do this? And you get worried about it. So I like to use a process where we start to slowly, years before retirement, start setting aside cash and getting money set up so that when you reach day one of retirement, we know we've got five years worth of income that's not subject to market volatility. And we start to build that up in the years up to retirement so that as you get closer, the market volatility doesn't affect you as much. And then when you reach retirement, we've got, like I said, that five years worth of income kind of structured and set up for you that's out of the markets. So we don't have to worry about a lot of the market fluctuations. But the key is to get prepared before you enter into retirement. So cool to get this kind of breakdown. And I'm going to put the last one in your hands, Scott. So we've given six priorities so far as you count down the days to retirement. We'll make number seven, just because, you know, seven's a good number, advisor's choice. So you, you get to pick one. Anything else you'd want to add to this list of priorities? Boy, you're putting the pressure on me. I know. Turn, I know. turn, turn it uh, around at you. I know. Um, you know what? I would say one of the, the, as you start to get to retirement, I would say one of the things you should also have in there as a priority is to get some help. Work with somebody that can help you handle and navigate the issues in retirement. Because like I mentioned before, it's not your grandfather's retirement. It gets very complicated as you start to get in there. One of the highest, an example is I tell people one of the highest expenses you're going to pay in retirement is going to be taxes. People focus on healthcare, but what about taxes? So a good financial advisor can help you minimize and reduce those taxes through your retirement, thus allowing your savings to last longer and have more money. That's just one example of you know, hundreds of different things that someone can help you navigate in your retirement. So I would say my choice would be get some help from somebody so that you can have that successful retirement that you want. 
Another great point there, Scott. And again, if you want to get help with the team from Skybox Financial Group and talk to Scott a little bit about the planning process that uh, you will go through when you come in to meet that worry-free retirement blueprint, what that looks like, all these different moving parts and how they come together in an easy-to-follow way, well, that's what Scott does every day in the office. So set up your time to chat. In fact, you can go to talktoscott.com and schedule that time to visit if you haven't done so before. Talk to Scott.com or give him a call at 888-742-0111. And again, the uh, contact information for Scott will be in the description of today's show, so it's easy for you to find. It's getting to know you time. Well, that sound means it's time for the getting to know you portion of our program with Scott Searles. A funny question for you this week, Scott. It's a hypothetical. Uh, would you rather have only green lights for the rest of your life? All right, just take a moment to absorb that. Picture that. You never mm-hmm. hit a red light ever again. Right. Or would you never have to wait in line ever again? That would be your other option. So wherever you go, you never have to Boy. wait in line. So you still have to stop at red lights, but you don't have to wait in line to like, you know, I don't know, get something at the store or if you go to the amusement park. It's like you've got that automatic pass to jump straight to the front of the line. Well, it's an interesting choice, Walter, because it seems every time I need to go somewhere, I hit every red light on my way to go there. Yeah. Uh, And at the same time, you know, I... Admittedly, and my wife will tell you, I am not the world's most patient person. <laughs> so, you know, I, I do get frustrated with long lines. So, 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 so when, a, when you go to Cedar Point, you're paying for the uh, for the upgrade to skip the line. Is that is that what I'm hearing here? I do, I okay. do. That's okay. a, that's exactly right because uh, it, you know it gets pricey when the whole family goes. So I generally don't True. do it. But if you it's just pay just... It for yourself, but you make the kids wait in line, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do. It's too expensive for everyone to do it, folks. So just me, all right? Yeah. That, when when I'm done with the ride, I'll go get you a coke or something. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think you have well, a good argument for that though. Is the only guy like you should have a little perk in there? You know, like hey. I got all these daughters. I'm just, you know, this is going to be a guy's thing. I get to skip to the front of the line. I have a feeling the five women in my house would disagree <laughs> with you, Walter. Um, but uh, so I think of uh, in that question, I think I would actually go with the green lights. And this is the reason why. Because I also think I would feel uncomfortable everywhere I go just going to the front of the line. Ooh, and okay. Just buy so it may be a weird reason, but that is I a good always, reason though, because you're like, I don't want to feel entitled to like always be at the front of the line, like I'm making everybody mad. Whereas the green light one is more like you just you just constantly getting lucky, and so it's like a nice feeling of like, man, I caught another green light, man, I got another green light, this is great. Where you almost right. have a little guilt with the other one. I do because you know I always say when I'm waiting in line and people try to cut or they try to. You know, perfect examples when you're waiting in line for a construction zone and that left lane is closed and then that guy goes all the way up to the front and cuts in front of everybody. I always say, you know, why does that guy think he's most more important than anybody else? Yeah. You know, because we all have places to go. We have other things that we need to do besides waiting in line. You know, so I wouldn't want to be that guy where somebody says, why does he think he's more important than everybody else? So that would be my reasoning, though probably not a normal reasoning, but I would I would feel guilty skipping lines everywhere I went. Now, if I'm just driving down the road and I'm getting green light, other people are also benefiting, too. The people by me are getting green lights, That's too. True. 
So Look at there's you. my reasoning. Wow. Uh, you've actually changed my mind. I was going to say the other one, but I'm going to go with green lights, and I'm going to go with it for the reasoning you laid out. I don't think it's as odd as you might think. I think that's a really logical way to look at it yeah. at this very well, illogical situation that we've painted. But it's, it's my five daughters rubbing off on me. Yeah. This will only backfire, though, when we're all no longer driving our own cars and everything's mm-hmm. automated, and it's so precise that we never have to wait in line again. It just uh, We never have to hit red lights again. It just... You know, because if everybody's having a computer control your car, in theory, maybe, you know, it's just always free-flowing wherever you go, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the other reason, too, is my wife is the world's most horrible passenger. She'll admit this. She she just hates driving in cars. If we had the Star Trek thing where we could just teleport places, she'd be first in line to do that. All right. But, That's what we're going to so, try and create next. Let's Let's get Elon <laughs> Musk working on that because that would be perfect. Hey, if anybody could do it, that guy can, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for playing along with our getting to know you portion of the program. Now it's time to answer one of our listeners' questions. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So Jack has the honor of asking this week's question, which, by the way, if you want to ask a question of your own to be featured on a future show, you can do that by emailing Scott. It's scott at skyboxfinancialgroup.com. All right, so Jack says, I'm retiring in three years, and I have almost a million dollars in my 401k, but I also have about 60000 in consumer debt between credit cards and car loans. Is it worth taking money out of the 401k now while I'm still working to get the debt paid off? So it's interesting. We mentioned this earlier in the podcast when we talked about retiring debt-free. Um, but Jack, that is interesting. I would think that I'm not necessarily a fan of taking the money out of the 401k to pay that debt off because don't forget, you have to pay taxes. So you may have to take $85,000 out of the 401k to pay off that $60,000 worth of debt. And depending you know, what your age is, I'm assuming you'd be over 60, but if you're not, you could also have a 10% penalty for that too. So I think, again, kind of referring back from before, if you were to start to plan early enough, maybe reducing your contributions to your 401k plan, you know, maybe just get, putting enough in to get the match because the match is free money. You always want to put that in. But don't put any excess in and then start to use that as your paycheck goes up to start to work to pay down that debt. And if you've got other places, whether you've got some money in a, a taxable account that you can use or in a... In a um, in the bank or something, you might want to combo those two together uh, as opposed to taking that money out of the 401k plan and paying those taxes on it. Because while you're working, remember too, you're going to have, you're going to be in a higher tax bracket, you know, assuming that, you know, you're making a good living, you're in a higher tax bracket. When you retire, depending again on your situation, if you've got money outside of your retirement plan to help fund your retirement, you can actually drop your tax rate to zero then maybe you take some money out of that 401k plan, pay 12% on that, or maybe zero, depending on your situation, and then look to pay some of that debt off. So there's a lot of unanswered questions there. I know, Jack, but there are a ton of different variables and different people situations. So feel free to reach out if you want, and we can schedule a 15-minute phone call, and I can get a little bit more about your situation and maybe help you guide you in the right direction to making the proper decision. 
All you have to do if you have questions like Jack just had on today's show, but you want to talk out your specific situation, you can do that one-on-one with Scott and the team at Skybox Financial Group. Go to talktoscott.com or give a call to 888-742-0111, and all that contact info is in the description of today's show, as well as a link to where you can download and uh, request your own tax-free retirement toolkit, a physical box with lots of goodies and helpful information to get you started on the right path in your retirement planning world. Um, All you have to do to get that is to go to the website as well or just check the description of today's show for those links. Uh, Scott, really appreciate your help on the program today. Enjoyed this one. I'm going to be thinking about trying to hit all green lights on my way home tonight and uh, see if I can make that uh, that getting to know you segment a reality, at least for today. I'm going to see if I can time it right. Well, good luck on that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be successful. <laughs> we will see. Uh, thank you, my friend, and we will talk to you again soon. I love it. That's Scott Searles. I'm Walter Sorholt. We'll see everybody next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Go Tribe. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.